Hello and welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I'm Emily. And today we've got a topic. We do. What is that topic? We are going to talk about the idea of what it means to rip off someone's design. And today is just going to be, we're just going to talk aesthetics um, in terms of like, what's like the look of a brand and like when another company does something similar, is it a rip off or like, what's that line? And we're coming into this with one particular example that's been a hot button topic. But honestly, I have no idea where I'm going to land on this. This is definitely going to be a journey of like, oh, well, how do we feel about this? And just kind of running with it. We'll leave it that mysterious. Let your let your brain wonder on that for a second. What our example could be. But first, we're going to talk about cats. And um, or maybe not cats. Tell you what, Emily, what are you having to drink tonight? I'm drinking another hot toddy. Ooh, it's that time of the year. It is that time of the year, and I just I have to get through that uh, lemon jalapeno bird dog whiskey I bought at um, a whiskey tasting last year because it just needs to be out of the house. They hear you. I still can't imagine jalapeno. It's a very subtle jalapeno. There is nothing good about the whiskey except it's fine in a hot toddy. It's a, it's a good mixer. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. How about you? I am having a reunion with Jin. We haven't spoken in a while. Uh, and this time around, you know, I actually kind of like it. I'm kind of surprised. Yes, I love Jin. Oh. No, it, it It's slowly growing on me. Yeah, I think it slowly grows on people the way that like their flavors slowly grow on people. Yeah, you're, I could see that. I don't know. It's... This time around, I'm definitely getting more of like that Christmassy, like it just tastes like Christmas all of a sudden. And it's because my wife said that the other day. I'm like, oh, I've never thought of it like that. And then it, I had a sip. I'm like, oh, that is a Christmas tree in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a magical, magical, magical distilled spirit. So I'll be sipping on that. If you uh, hear the ice clinking, that would be what it is. I do apologize. Gin and tonic? Gin and tonic with a lime wheel in it. In it. With a second lime wheel on the rim, just for garnish, because I felt like being fancy. That's pretty fancy. I just have a bottle of lime juice. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about our uh, our case study of sorts? And again, reminder to all the listeners, we are going in this with no preconceived notions. This is going to be coming at you live. All right. So some pedal builders have... Uh, a very standardized type of pedal. And I don't think that you can really fault anyone for using something that's readily available. But there are builders who have very unique designs to them. Um, How would you describe? Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's, I don't know how to describe it per se, but uh, the two companies we're talking about and we're going to be using as a reference point to talk about this topic are Greenchild and Thorpey. And... Uh, the the controversy that's been going around the interwebs has been about Greenchild's Mr. Boost, which is in an enclosure that looks uh, awfully similar to the Thorpey enclosures. And Thorpey uses this enclosure for all of their pedals. And so it's a, 
the first time I saw it, it was like, oh, wow, like Thorpey put out a boost. What? And then I looked at who, who had posted it. I'm like, oh, that's odd. And it didn't really stri- strike me as, uh, as like, it was like, oh, somebody else is like going for that aesthetic. Good for them. Cool. And I didn't really think of it. And then I started seeing in the comment section and uh, I saw it, someone posted a rant on a page somewhere and I just like, whoa, okay, well, let's, th- let's talk about this. Let's think about this. And the, the, the general consensus of the naysayers is he's uh green child. So Mason over at green child has completely ripped off the aesthetic and is trying to uh, piggyback on the hard work that uh, Thorpe FX has put into cultivating mm-hmm. the, the look that they have. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, I, I kind of see both sides of it, but I feel like this is the kind of thing that just needs to be talked over uh, a gin and tonic. Yeah, I get that. Um, it's it's interesting to me because I wasn't very familiar with um, Thorpey or I, I guess it's Thorpey um, petals, but the design to me reminds me more of uh, like bee trucks. And I, I, there are a lot of builders I think who have a design similar to that. So instead of it being a flat box, it's kind of a slanted box, which, you know, I mean, if you look at it ergonomically, it's a, it's a neat little design um, with the dials at the top. But I think that right. the green child one with those sort of decorative sides at the top, that that's, I think that's what I imagine people are mm-hmm. having more issues with. Yeah. That's, that's a part of it. That's a little weird, but um, I guess I, what I see, I see a very like uh, industrial kind of aesthetic. It's mm-hmm. so it's got the slanted front, uh, kind of like a full drive too, a full tone full drive, uh, with the the switches up front, and then the back of it's recessed into the enclosure to keep mm-hmm. you from bumping the knobs with your feet, and then with guarded sides, and um, that's that's the generics of that are not an unseen aesthetic. I mean, if you look at like a Fender blender, for instance, um, the classic Fender blender, that's something that the, the knobs are recessed into the back. Um, it's got that slanted front. So it's, I kind of get it, but it is awfully similar. Like I'm looking at, uh, right now, a Thorpey fallout cloud fuzz, um, pictures of that. And it just, it's, it's oddly similar. I feel like I could easily Photoshop the colors and, um, change it to one big knob and it would look off about the same. Yeah. I mean, that, that is re- that's recessed like that. That is um, unique even to other pedals that have that slanted front. Um, like um, there's the, the original or an older tone bender. Um, but the, the old Tube Screamer has it too, as, as Mason pointed out in 60 Cycle Hum, the TS-808. It, but it doesn't have those decorative sides. So mm-hmm. it's almost a combination of a couple of designs. But um, yeah, it, see, this one is by Whirlwind. The 10-band graphic IQ is also recessed like that. The Soledano Supercharger is not recessed, but it has high edges. And something protecting what I assume is a tube. I don't really know. I think the Sol- the Soldano one is a tube. It's like a preamp style. Yeah. Um, so like I, I so I just I don't this is so hard because this is definitely getting into a gray area. Uh and I know a lot of people would disagree and I, for me it feels like a gray area. I know a lot of people feel like flat out 
Mason is in the wrong here. He should not have done this. He should cease and desist. Cool, but I, I I'm still not convinced. I want to completely jump in that in that uh, side of the pond. I mean, it's very similar, but can you own that kind of design? I mean, I don't think you can trademark it. I don't think it's patented. I don't think it's a matter of patents. Right. Well, in the same way that you can't like patent uh, a uh, a circuit, but there's right. still been. We'll get into that maybe at a later date. Um, but maybe a, a more uh, a more personal example would be like uh, with my pedal toppers. The idea of pedal topping has not been patented, so it is fair game. If anybody else wants to get into the pool and make some pedal toppers, by all means, go for it. It's the it's the that's still got the basics of the same concept, even though the the specifics specifics of what I do versus what other companies do with their toppers is varies. But it's the idea that like nobody owns that idea, and so legally. Um, obviously Thorpey has no way to send a cease and desist legally mm-hmm. is from my armchair legal analysis. That's what I see, but it looks so similar. It does. And that's what I'm getting hung up on. I mean, it's like, I've, I've seen maybe I'll pull from another example. If, uh, I've got a, I've been as D E seven on my board and then putting that side by side with a boss pedal. It's awfully similar. They are. And there are, there's some, yeah, I mean, there's some company based out of Asia that was making basically just really even tinier versions of boss pedals. And they were just straight clones. And I think they were the same colors and everything. And there are other reasons to hate that company, but. Um, if it's just a flat out, if it's a, the whole thing, circuit and all is a flat out ripoff, I'm, I would call that as, that would definitely be a no gray area thing for me. That's, that's trying to. That's definitely pushing the boundary, I think. But I guess, I mean, what Mason has done is my understanding is he's created a unique boost circuit, which I am not an electrician. I don't build pedals, so I can't tell you unequivocally. But my understanding is it's a completely separate circuit. So all we're talking about here is aesthetic. Why do we care about that? Why is that a thing? It's because it's it's just, it's because it's how you identify a brand from a distance. You look at someone's pedal boards, and if they have a boss pedal on there, you know it immediately. And that's just such a big part of branding. And, and brands spend a lot of time, energy, and money um, creating that identity so that people can develop a relationship with them. And you don't have to look twice to know exactly what it is. Well, and okay, so that, that brings up an interesting thought for me. And um, I'm not, I don't know Mason, and so I don't couldn't possibly answer this for him, but I just have to wonder why, why do in the, if you're, if you're building a new pedal for green child and you want to do something a little bit new, why would you do something like that? I mean, he had to have realized at some point during his R and D process, this is awfully similar to what Thorpey does. I can't, I mean, there's a lot of small builders in the, in the world, but I can't like down to the, down to the colored metal sides. He had to have known. And so my question is, if you yeah. if you want your brand to stand out from the bunch and everything, I've heard, I've heard nothing but glowing things about the, the circuits that Green Child does. And I've had my eyes on a Tone Reaper for a while as a possibility if I ever do a, grab another TS style. Um, but why would, why would he do that? I mean, if, if when I first saw it, I thought this, that's very clearly a Thorpey pedal. Cool. I, I don't know. I've never played a Thorpey. I 
I'm not sure I love the aesthetic personally, but I've heard that I've heard great things, but maybe it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, it's a green child. I've seen great things about this company. Uh, why would it, why would someone do that intentionally? Why wouldn't he just stick to the aesthetic that he's got going for him? That just looks really good. That's the question. Why change your entire aesthetic with one? Bill? It's very odd to me when brands do that. Yeah. I don't know. That That's a head scratcher. Maybe, Maybe we can get into contact with Mason later. I'm not about to ping him out of the blue and be like, hey, we're uh, we're talking about you. Can you answer some questions? But I don't know. Let me see. Let me let me pull up their, their pedals because I don't know. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I mean, this, if you look at the Clazo drive, it looks, um, it looks very much like the new Boost without the without the sides right so it looks like perhaps this was something that he was doing a little bit before and and moving into which and uh the kursk it looks like that um the thresher looks like that but the mr boost um it's like the front is longer before it becomes recessed and it has those sides yeah it doesn't feel like a huge stretch versus what he was already doing. I guess that's fair. I did. I I didn't realize. I I haven't seen the Thresher, the Clause, or the Kursk. So that is a a full shift. I was under the impression that it was like just one pedal. I wonder. Crazy. I know their older drives look very different from what I'm currently seeing on the website. Yeah. And some of these have those. They're very different. The um, seven seven seven. Is very different from all the others with those smooth um, angles. Yeah, I actually kind of dig this. Not going to lie. I also like, on a separate note, I've been, every time I get my child food, I see uh, uh, we've got these little green plates that are sectioned off in the same way as the green child logo. So every time I look at that plate, just like a round plate with a one half of it and two quarters for the sections. <laughs> Yeah, I remember having those plates. That's good branding. If, if you're thinking of that when you're looking at a plate style that's existed for 50 years. Nah, it's what I think about every time I go heat up some chicken nuggets. Mm. Oh my God, I'm so hungry. Put some ketchup off to the side. Chicken nuggets are always a good choice. Um, Yeah, just the more I look at it, the more it looks a little bit more like a natural progression. Though still different. Not, not a complete 180. Right. And this is assuming like... Mis- I'm wondering if it's like Mr. Boost came out first and then he's been defending it, but he also like updated what was going on or maybe it was just Mr. Boost was just for that pedal or I don't know. Yeah. But I think the more I look at this, the more I'm like, well, that's not a great thing, but I don't know if it's a hill that everybody needs to die on to go like shut this dude down and tell him he's a terrible human, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's way overreacting. It's, I mean, what do you think? Do you think this falls into the gray? I don't even think it falls into the gray. I mean, it's just like if he, if it didn't have the colored metal sides like that and sort of the decorative um, edge. Cutouts. Cutouts, yeah. I don't think people would be making that connection. Right. And I don't think that you as a brand can, I mean, unless you're, Having, if unless you're making these enclosures yourself, I don't really know how, um, as a brand, you can 
have complete ownership of a of a pedal style. I mean, everyone knows Boss was the first, or at least the most well known, to do their pedal style, but they're not the only ones. Right. These are attractive pedals, the Thorpies. Yeah, I'm digging some of the graphic design I'm seeing here. Yeah, I kind of like that more than the Fallout Cloud. That's very sleek. It's very seventies, and I and that appeals to me. But uh, they must be—they must have had them made by the same company. It's too—it's too similar. Well, I don't think it is though, because Thorpe is um, isn't Thorpe is based out of the UK, and Greenchild is based out of uh, was somewhere in the southwest. I want to say. I mean, that doesn't really matter. Yeah, it says "Made in USA" on the on their Instagram. I mean, he hand wires them, but that doesn't mean the parts weren't made in China. Right. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. Okay. So here's an interesting thing to note: is uh, his Tone Reaper, the the Greenchild Tone Reaper, is a uh, a Boss style enclosure as well. And I don't remember yeah. seeing anyone freak out about that. No, because Boss is an enormous brand, and no one's gonna get mad at you for ripping on a an enormous brand. Well, even I mean, just the the look of this one's a little bit different. It's got its own unique look to it, so it's still like in the same vein, but it's the uh, yeah, just everything about it is just different. There are definitely little differences um, between the Thorpe and the the Green Child. The in the Thorpe, the AC jack in the back is a little bit higher up. Obviously, the cutouts look different, and the Thorpe has the little um, screws on the sides. And the Mr. Goose does mm-hmm. not have those. It has them on the, the front and back. So it's not the same enclosure. Yeah, it's not the same enclosure. It's just very, it's, it's uncanny. And I think that's just what people are kind of freaking out about. But also at the same time, I mean, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm thinking I'm going to say it. Like, do you think? I, I'm going to call this as I. Is I think he's got free reign to to rip on this. I mean, it's a it, oh yeah. Obviously, legally, he still has that, but whether or not we feel good about it, I don't think I'm bothered by it. I'm I'm not that bothered by it. I mean, I'd be more upset about like art theft or having a very similar like actual drawing on the pedal. Right. Yeah. It's it's not that at all. I wonder how the size compares between the two. Well, Thorpe recently just really um, started doing some smaller enclosures, try and cut down a real estate. So who knows? Oh. Yeah. Let's see, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pull up Beatronics just because. Oh, that's a great company. Their Royal Jelly mm-hmm. looks so cool. Have you ever opened up one of their puddles? Because they are so cool on the inside. The PCBs are super rad, yeah. <laughs> They're cute. No, I've only played through um, a walk to hell. Uh, was there Octafuzz? Uh, I was at the uh, the Mesa Boogie store on Sunset Strip down in LA, and they had a bunch of uh, Beatronics. This is before the Royal Jelly came out, so I've only seen demos on that. Yeah. They are so enormous. But they look so cool. They do. And they are. 
They're just super rad. I don't... Yeah, well, I'm one to talk. I just got the um, Moon Canyon, and that thing is so big. From Dr. No? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sounds so good. It's hard to find an overdrive that works as well with my solid state amp. Um, but, mm-hmm. oh, that overdrive sounds really good on the JC40. I played it this this um, Friday at a friend's show, and it sounded really nice. Despite for the, some reason, I kept thinking that um, the A was a D when I would go to play the chord. I just forgot. <laughs> I just forgot once uh, how the song went. I only, I only found out... Um, so I was waking up from a nap around five on Friday and uh, my friend Kevin called me and he asked me if I wanted to play some songs with him at nine o'clock that night. So I'm just gonna, I'm like, okay, I'll go learn some songs. That's going to be great. It was a lot of fun. I don't do that enough. Nice. That would be a lot of fun. I haven't played a gig in a long time. I've just, I've been on indefinite hiatus for a number of reasons. Yeah. One of these days I need to get back into it. I need to get back out there. To the great wide open. Kids kids will make it harder, I, I assume. Yeah, well, and also, you know, starting a company and uh, a podcast and also having a day job probably doesn't help. Oh, I know it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, what about you? Do you have any new gear? I don't have any new gear yet. Uh, I just sold off a couple of a couple of things, and uh, I just got my order in for the King of Tone. Ooh. And you didn't even have to be on the wait list. Oh, we'll keep that. We'll keep that a secret. The the the. There's a a, a very generous human who uh, whose name came up on the wait list who uh, was unable to afford, and I heard I was talking to them separately, like yeah, well, my name just came up, and you know I just not able to I uh, just make the money happen right now, and I, I don't know I'm kind of happy with where my rig's at. It's not a necessity. So I'm just going to go ahead and pass on it. I was like, whoa, 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 hold the phone. You're going to do what now? Uh, you tell me how many kidneys I have to sell. Uh, and so they're, my friend is being super rad, and I just have to let them hold on to it for a couple of weeks uh, for them just to give it a quick run, and then they're going to ship it to me. Oh, that's so nice. That's my tax on uh, skipping a wait list. So I'm incredibly fortunate. I know it's going to really upset some people, but um, – I don't know. I'm I'm really grateful. I'm really excited to get to play around with it. If I do ever sell it, I'm not going to flip flip that one. I mean, I get being sad as somebody listening that didn't happen to you, but it's not like you took his place in line. I mean, he could have he could have found the way to pay for it and then flipped it, and uh, that's not what he's doing. Right. I mean, he's basically buying it and then selling it to me at cost. Actually, I don't know how much they cost. Uh, the, so there's, there's options, but it starts at 265 and goes up from there. Yeah. So I got two of the options. So I got, um, not in the original color. Uh, if you get it in purple, it it comes at no extra charge. I got it in blue because Mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for aesthetic, um, which is unfortunate for my wallet, but I, I sprung for it. And, uh, you would hope you would hope a guy who's running a, a pedal board topper company that's all about aesthetic has some vested interest in that. Oh yeah, totally. So uh, I'm committed. No turning back. No turning back. And then I got the high gain option on the right side for an extra ten bucks. So it came out to two ninety five. 
So I definitely had to sell a few things for that, but there aren't things that I can't purchase again. I'd I'd be into that high gain option for sure. Yeah, it's it's not like from what I can tell in the demos, it's not like distortion. It's still very much in the overdrive world. Yeah. It just gives you a couple a little bit more room to play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This past week was was not good on my wallet between though I didn't um I, I, I had some trade value in toward the moon canyon thankfully but i'm excited to um try the the ghoul by matthew's effects which i i bought and ordered oh i didn't realize you ordered that that's super awesome i did yeah oh it just it looks so cool and i like it sounds really good (laughs) um and then i worked out something with our wonderful sponsor curtis lambertone from lambertone pickups and what? I, <laughs> yeah, I am going to be putting the uh, Jazzmaster Cremas in my uh, pawn shop offset special. Sweet. You'll be joining the Crema Club. Finally. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, I'll be wiring it up with, um, with a little package from Gun Street Audio because why not? You need to put 500 pots in it. Um, to get that so, to sound nice. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what I'm really excited about um, putting it in the the offset special, the uh, the pawn shop series, is that guitar doesn't have normal Jazzmaster pickups. It has Fender's version of Jazzmaster humbuckers. I think they're called like the JZHBs. Something crazy. They only did for a short period of time. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to hear to, to AB test that. Yeah, that'll be super cool. Yeah. And I'm going to have some weird push-pull option on one of the, uh, <laughs> somewhere in there. Uh, Sean from, from Gun Street was very generous with his time and, and having a conversation with me about um, what I wanted from someone who didn't know what she wanted. <laughs> Are you going to get something like a cocked Y circuit in there? No, it's nothing like that. It's something, gosh, let me let me pull up that email. All I know is someday I need to get a cocked Y uh, circuit in one of my guitars just so I can play uh, good Charlotte covers. Oh my gosh, they did that? Don't want to be you. Don't want to be just like you. Um, but yeah, I, there's a couple companies that do uh, the cocked Y circuits just to give you that, like, well, that cocked Y sound just for the one part of the song you need it without needing an entire Y pedal for it. Oh, yeah. I get that. Uh, da, 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 da. So, a Jaguar style bright switch is what oh. I'm going to get. Yeah. Oh, that could be cool. I hope so. I'm sure it will. Um, I've never done anything like that with a guitar because uh, I'm pretty new to the modification game. But he, he mentioned that. I'm like, that sounds awesome. I need to do this. Nope, mod- modding guitars is definitely the way to do it. It's just kind of a pain. Like I only have so much time to uh, to open up a guitar and like, do all that. Mm-hmm. Well, I hear that it's a lot faster with um, the Gun Street's wiring harnesses. I got one for a jet, um, my Mustang build, just for the switches because that's mm-hmm. the that's the hard part. And oh gosh, like I've never seen a better wiring diagram. Well, that's just so satisfying to look at. Mm. all right um 
Great. Well, so we didn't really come. I guess we came to a conclusion. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the TLDR version of this is going to be. At first glance, a little weird looking. I could totally see why like the first gut reaction is like, oh, that's a that's a ripoff. Why? Why was that necessary? But I mean, looking into it a little bit more in the rest of the product line and um, I think that pulls it out of the gray area and into the I mean, if you don't like it, then just don't buy the boost. But I don't see a reason to to yammer on this dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Seems like he's just doing his thing and I don't know. Everything, every other aspect about what he's doing seems original, seems really cla- classy. I dig it. So, yeah. All right, I can live with that. Same. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep happy tonight. <laughs> that'll um, that'll be because of the gin as well. Well, I'm not having that much. <laughs> Just sit out. A, a drink, thank you. It is a school yeah. night. It's a work night. Oh yeah, yeah. Got to go to my day job in the morning and help pay for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I have to roll out of bed and walk downstairs and go to my day job. Ooh, way to rub it in. Mm-mm. It's okay. You I, worked hard for it. I worked, Someday I'll get there. <laughs> I worked hard for that zero, zero minute, zero hour commute. Well, maybe someday once this podcast takes off and we have uh, 300K followers on Instagram, I'll be able to quit. Yes. Maybe. I, I doubt it. <laughs> get to look at my boss in the eye and say, thank you so much for the opportunity. I've enjoyed my time here. It is time for me to move on. Mm. That's the better way to but quit. Not there yet. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at and I have no intention of getting out of town. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, thanks for the chat, Andrew, as always, and to everyone listening. Uh, thanks for listening and thanks for understanding. Absolutely. Goodbye. Bye. Alrighty, folks. Hey, this is Andrew coming back to you a couple days after we recorded this episode all by myself. Just wanted to have a quick chat about this episode and uh, explain why we didn't cover some of the things, the other controversies that have surrounded Green Child Amps. There's a couple of reasons why we didn't talk about the rest of it. First, we started this episode to talk purely about aesthetics and what that looks like. And we didn't do a whole lot of research into the background of some past controversies that have surrounded the company. Reason number two is the most recent controversy actually hit after we recorded this episode. And as you can imagine, that actually really bothered us. Um, If you haven't figured it out by now, the whole point of this podcast, um, other than to talk about cats, is to talk about the culture that we all engage in that we like to refer to as gear to- gear culture, gear talk, etc. It's something that if you're listening to this podcast, chances are pretty good that you care a lot about. And we over here at Get Offset Podcast, we want to see some changes for the positive. We think there's a lot of great potential in this community and we just think we could be doing better. And this is an instance where we really feel like the gear community could be doing a lot better here. The long of the short of it is Mason posted a photo today of a scantily clad model wearing one of his shirts. We immediately were really bothered by that and have taken the day to process how we feel about that, uh, to chat about it some, and this is where we're at right now. We are very bothered by this, as I just said. 
Uh, and the reason for that is it, we feel that this is this sort of marketing is exclusion for a lot of members of the community. I mean, it makes women feel like they're not welcome. It makes the gear community feel like a boys club. And the reality is the guitar community is not just a guys club. There are, there are women, there are minorities, there are all kinds of people engaging this. And personally, I think that's what makes this community so frigging cool. I think that's super great. So to have someone go and create some content that excludes people from participating in a community and, and that the fact that these people are part of the community is what I find to be so cool. I think that just really bothers me. I don't want to personally support that kind of behavior. I think that's reinforcing some really old mindsets that I would like to see go the way of the dodo. That's just not making way for the folks that are here now. And I want to welcome all folks into this community with open arms and let's all support each other and do what we can to look out for each other. So we're saying something now we're making a point uh, out of character of us to go back and throw in a little edit at the end of the episode. So Mason's free to do whatever he wants, but we are also free to take issue with that. So with that, I'm going to say good night. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode. We've got a really special one coming for you. So good night to all and to all a good night. We will see you later. Cheers. Cheers.